All right, go ahead. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Access Hockey MI Podcast, where we talk about pretty much any league. Um, that we talk you about can. whatever we feel like talking about. It's true. That's really what we do. And this week, we're going to talk about um, a few prospects from the Toronto Maple Leafs that we are interested in that we think are going to do really good things for the Maple Leafs. So a little background on the Maple Leafs. They have 13 Stanley Cups, and the last one was actually in 1967. So Talk about a drought. I would say they're due for one. The main thing about this original six team is that in the last four years, or since at least, they haven't missed a playoff since the 2015-16 season, but since then they have been knocked out of the first round Every year after We can't that. say much. We're Wings fans, but still. For yeah, a Canadian I'd, team, well, it hurts deep. This is, this is totally just... It's just a little weird. Like, So what is it that they're missing, I wonder, from that makes them into the playoffs? Because when yeah. they get into the playoffs, they've got like the lowest in the last few years has been 95 points going in, and the highest has been over 100 they've got points. some of the best players yeah, in the Yeah, for sure, and they've got an experienced coach. Mm-hmm. He's only got one cup, so Mike Babcock is their coach. He was formerly of the Red Wings. He won one cup with the Red Wings in 2008. No, we're not upset. <laughs> um, and they also have a new-ish GM in Kyle Dubas, who was also the um, he was the general manager of the Toronto Marlies mm-hmm. before he was the general manager yep. of the Maple The Marlies just won their first Calder. Yeah, so, so they won their Calder in seventeen eighteen, mm-hmm. um, which was huge. That was yeah. a big deal for them. Shows a lot of prospect growth. I think I kind just of expected in that. more of a um, more of like an energy boost over the next season after that. Yeah, you would think so, except that didn't happen with the, the Red Wings and Griffins either. Yeah, so yeah. I do think that where they are in tandem with each other, so the AHL gives to the NHL basically and vice versa, mm-hmm. um, so it doesn't translate all the time to no. success in the clubs. In fact, it looks like it's mostly drastically different. It's, yeah, it's so hard to get back-to-backs because both clubs are changing so often. It's, it's hard to win. You have to yeah. beat out. You know, now it's, what, 30 other teams in yeah. order to get to the Cup. So. Yeah, so looking at this kind of um, very brief history that we just went over, and, of course, they are an original six team, so there's so much history behind this team, and they've got a lot of potential with who they have mm-hmm. um, in their office. They've got Brendan Shanahan, and they've Shanahan. got, you know, Mike Babcock and Kyle Dubas, who's mm-hmm. a very respected GM he being is. so young. Yeah. Um, so, Rachel, starting off with some of the prospects you're excited about, who are a couple of the prospects that you're looking forward in the Toronto Maple Leaf system? I'm going to digress a little bit and sure. say that tracking cookies are on point. I have on Elite Prospects a quiz that asked me when the last time the Maple Leafs won the Stanley Cup was. Ah! So, 1967. Cookies, our own personal agent is on it. <laughs> he likes hockey, too. Um, one player that I think has kind of off, fallen off any of everyone's radar um, is, is Timothy Lilligren. Okay. Um, he, in his very, very young career, has struggled um, with illness. He got hit with mono really bad um, and went down for, like, an entire season. Mm, so messes up any player. It does. It does. So, last season, he played with the Marlies for 43 games. And, you know, that's a, that's a good good rookie season. But, at, you know, be- or sorry, sophomore season. But before that, he was with the Marlies. And shortly after that, he just got completely hammered by mono. And, I mean, that's that's a hard sickness to come back from, especially in you're down for a long time and having to physically come back for that. Yeah. There's a lot of people that when he was drafted... It's like an injury. Yeah, well, and he was he was drafted in, what, 2017. So there was a ton of hype around him. 
um, just because he is a very well-producing defenseman. Mm -hmm. So there's a bunch of hype, a bunch of people pumped about him, and then you go down with this, and then people start questioning, well, is he going to be able to bounce back? Mm -hmm. But so I'm I'm interested in seeing him just kind of make his way because last year with the Marlies in 43 games he had 15 points he had an amazing playoff run um, for for a defenseman he had 13 games and five points um, he finished out the playoffs with a minus two but yeah. you know overall I think he's a he's a really smart defenseman um, and I think he's kind of underrated because of this sickness I think people stopped paying attention to him yeah um, which it's not the common reason people stop paying attention to prospects you know after a season or two they kind of forget just in general but mm -hmm. i think a lot of this was like oh well that's that's kind of it you know he's gonna have a hard time bouncing back from that but based on last season he even had a uh, one game with the newfoundland growlers who won the echl's cup the kelly cup the last newfoundland season. growlers are the echl affiliate yep. of the toronto maple Leafs. first time in the kelly cup finals know. or in the playoffs and they won it so mm -hmm. good for them but but Lilligren is, he's hes a big skater. Um, he's really smart. He has a bit of an offensive edge. He's kind of one way right now, so he's not super dynamic, but I think... Yeah. Well, understanding the whole goal right now is we're talking about prospects yeah. who, of course, have growing to do. All players do, they, but... they got a bit of growing to do, yeah. yeah. And I think his biggest struggle, he's Swedish. He's from Sweden. He mm -hmm. played his entire junior career in the, in the SHL. Yeah. So he said for his first season, the hardest thing was the language. He had a hard time oh, yeah. adjusting to the game, not just because of the game, because of the ice difference. It was because he had no idea. I can't what imagine was you're saying. playing with line mates who probably don't know what you're trying to yeah. say. You don't know what they're trying to say. Your coach doesn't know what mm -hmm. they're trying to say or what you're trying to say. I can't imagine. Yeah. He said that he'd get that. frustrated because people would be yelling at him. He had oh, no I'm idea sure. why because he didn't understand the language. Yeah. And so he's like, the ice. I grew a thick skin to that. You get used to it. But the the language barrier was the hardest thing. And I think on top of trying to physically recover. That takes a long time. That was frustrating, so I think that you could see the impact, but I think this next season will be probably a breakout season for him. Yeah, yeah. One prospect, so we're just going to talk about two, and both of mine actually happen to be goalies, which is unusual for me just because I, <laughs> I don't really gravitate toward watching a goalie very yeah, often. Yeah. I'm usually, um, you can definitely, you can tell when it's a really good one, and I, of course, enjoy it's watching them. To watch. The Maple Leafs right now are dealing with the retirement of um, Aaron Ward, uh, yes. Cam Ward. Cam, Cam Ward. Aaron Ward. Ward was a Aaron player Ward. on the Red Wings. <laughs> one of us. All um, Wards. Cam Ward, actually. So they're dealing with his retirement. So right now they don't, as far as I was able to gather, they're not really sure who's going to be the start and mm. backup of the Leafs coming mm. into this season. So being unsure about goaltending going into a season is very That's difficult. Rough. Not but to mention from they've what, got some unsigned. From what here. I was seeing, they've got um, the Maple Leafs have a vet goaltender in Michael Hutchinson, mm -hmm. who is signed through the 1920 season. So a lot of people are thinking that he's going to either be, that he's going to be the backup to this. Um, I believe that he's going to be the backup to Anderson is what oh, a lot of people are okay. saying and seeing. Yeah. yeah. So in Michael Hutchinson, who is right now on the Marlies roster, according to elite prospects, um, I'm going to guess that he would start this season. So the backup yeah. would then be probably Casimir Koskisuo. Koskisuo. <laughs> Love finish. That's great. <laughs> Y'all know um, these are names. <laughs> but the, so he's got the NHL experience, but the guy, um, one prospect I want to talk about, Joseph Wool. He was a 2016 draft. He was number 62 overall, round three to the Maple Leafs. He's 21. He's 6'4 and 203 pounds. Ooh, so big boy. He's big for his age, for sure, and that's huge. His goalies are getting huge. Yeah, and this kid, what struck me about this kid is that he is super consistent. So he's right now in Boston College, um, or at least he was, because he signed through 2021 mm -hmm. to the Maple Leafs. Um, 
So he, from 1617 until this past season, had been with Boston, and each year he had done like a 2.64 goals against, 2.48 goals against, 2.41 goals mm-hmm. against. It's very consistent. And then, yeah, and then a save percentage is 0.93, or 0. 0.913, 0. 0.915, 0. 0.919. Like, wow. he, then this is consistent. I mean, that's huge for a goalie. For goaltending, yeah. And this is straight stats, just looking at that for sure. Right. But he's also got some experience in, like, uh, World Junior Championships. So he's got a gold yep. and a couple bronze medals from that. <laughs> a couple, just a handful. Of <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> no a big couple. Um, and this is saying a lot because he, he didn't show a lot of, as far as stats goes, mm-hmm. he didn't show a lot of, a ton of promise when he played. He was in the USHL. He was on the development team for USHL. Oh, yeah, for the um, Team USA. Yeah, and he mm-hmm. didn't stand out too much in that, but this his college career is very yeah. impressive considering it's like um, you know, upwards 30 plus games played, you know. I feel like with I feel like with USHL versus college, college is when if you can be elite in USHL, but when you hit college you're playing against guys who are much larger, bigger, oh, yeah, faster, it's great. more talented. Yeah. So, if you can be an elite level skater when you go into college from the USHL, yeah. You've probably got some pretty good potential. Yeah, I can imagine with that guy's record, I'm sure the Maple Leafs and the Marlies are super excited oh, about. Yeah. And he is signed, or according to Elite Prospects, he's on the Maple Leafs or the, entry level? the Marlies roster mm-hmm. um, until 2021 is when his contract is. Um, but 2016, think about that. It's 2019 now. Yeah. All this development. And, of course, he did the college route, which is right. great. That, I think, got him a lot of experience. Yeah. Well, and it gives the team time to figure out what they're doing. And we've said it a couple times before, like, if they take that college route, it gives the team four years to decide if they even want to sign him to an yeah. entry. So it buys them a lot more time to watch how consistent they can be. And with him, obviously, he's pretty dang consistent. Yeah, yeah. So I think, um, I, I mean, that those kind of stats for goalie, that speaks volumes for How much his... of the goaltending do you think is going to be decided after this prospect tournament? Who that would be so um Rachel brings up a good point. The Toronto Maple Leafs for the first time ever are participating in a prospect tournament that is held in Traverse City, Michigan. Mm-hmm. And it involves eight teams total, it's including the, first the and only Canadian team ever to do the tournament. So they are replacing the Carolina Hurricanes who have been in it for a couple seasons mm-hmm. now. Um so this tournament is huge. There's brass from all sorts of teams. Chicago mm-hmm. or not just Chicago, but so many different teams, scouts and GMs and coaches, yep. just so many. Sizing them up. And, I mean, yeah. they're invited, so these teams can invite whoever they want mm-hmm. and who, whatever team can see them and offer them yeah. if they want. You know? there's, so. Yeah, there's been a... <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> we had some technical difficulties, so we're going to jump right back into it. Rachel, who's your second prospect for the Toronto Nick Maple Robertson. Leafs? Great. Nick Robertson. Love to talk about him. <laughs> I'm so ready to talk about him. <laughs> so, Robertson was drafted this year. Um okay. He's a very young kid. Everyone was super stoked about him. He was 53rd overall, so second round. He's kind of young. He's only 17. Yeah. Um, but some growth there. Exactly. But he came out of the USA development team. Okay. And I remember watching him. Um, so he was out of the USA development team, went to the Petersboro Peets, mm. and has been there for the last two seasons and just absolutely killing it. Okay. So last season he hit 55 points in 54 games. Nice. Um, what I'm excited about him is that he's a very, very, very skilled skater. Cool. Um, not like the, not like super finesse mm-hmm. necessarily, but what he does with his feet, it's very, very strategic. Yeah. Um, I realized I said very, very, very at least seven it's times. It's so I'm, strategic. It's, it's unbelievably strategic. <laughs> I hope you understand. But he's, he's 
a very proficient skater, extremely skilled, even during development camp. So when they had their development camp earlier this year, yeah. uh, Kyle Dubas even said that he, well, he earned his place in a top six mm. during development camp throughout like the whole camp. Um, and that he was just incredibly consistent, incredibly skilled, very smart. Um, and that he has no doubt that if he has a good summer and a good season with Petersburg, that he could potentially be looking at cracking you a can't, spot. You can't beat good hockey sense. If no. a player just gets it, mm-hmm. I think that's probably the strongest suit of yeah. some of the best players. Yeah. That they just get it. They just know exactly well, what he's, to do. He's agile, too. Yeah. He knows how to read the play and the puck. And I think what, what I like about his skating and his style is that because he's kind of on the smaller side, he's 5'9", he doesn't have this incredible leg span yeah. to get himself across the ice, but he's he's quick, mm-hmm. um, and, and he can just maneuver around anybody. I wouldn't say necessarily Datsuk level, yeah. um, but he's, he's extremely skilled with that, and I think what Toronto has with him is a... An awesome center and left. Saw, it's action. a very encouraging yeah, prospect. Yeah, Dubas loves him. Um, he's he kind of paired him along with uh, uh, Rasmus Sundin. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of during development camp, they were often you know skating together, but they they have similar styles. Um, yeah. And I think with the way Toronto is right now, there's a lot of question marks around their their top players and who's going to sign, who's not yeah. going to sign, how many millions are we going to lose for however many years mm-hmm. with, with Robertson, he's got maybe another season left in juniors and he could potentially be ready to hit the AHL, maybe play 10 games and head up. And that's what you want. You want these guys who are ready to give to the yeah. team. And I, he sounds like he's ready to yeah. give to the An team. Extremely hard worker. So I'll, I mean, look out for him. If he has a healthy summer and a good season with Petersburg, he's not going to be looking back. I yeah. think with what everyone has been saying about him and how hard he has been working mm-hmm. and how impressive he is, he's he's not going to get thrown off by anyone on the ice bigger yeah. than him. He'll just finesse around him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, cool. So who's your number two? My number two is drastically different from the first. So my first was Joseph Wool, who's super consistent, um, bigger goaltender for the Maple Leafs. Ian Scott is another prospect to be looking at. Um, he is 20 years old. He's 6'4", 183 pounds, so he's a little smaller mm-hmm. by, like, 20 pounds. Still, I'm just pretty good Joseph Wool. Size. Yeah, he's, yeah, and he's definitely got, of course, these are draft, these are prospects, yeah. so, you know, the growth is understand it. You're looking at three years easy. Right, so he was drafted in 2017, so a year after Wool, mm-hmm. uh, around 410th overall. The biggest noticed thing, biggest noticed, the thing <laughs> I noticed. It's real. Uh, immediately with him. He plays right now for the WHL Prince Albert Raiders. Mm-hmm. In 17-18, he had 50 games played, a 3.1 goals against, and a .897 save percentage, so not very good. But then, flash forward forward to 18-19, 49 games played, so one game less, 1.83 goals against average, .932 save percentage. Where did that (laughs) come from? Okay. And in the playoffs, he had 23 games played, 1.96 goals against, 0.925 save percentage, and that got them the WHL Cup. Interesting. For the Prince Albert Raiders. So something like that strikes me as, okay, something clicked with him. He thought, you know what, if I'm going to get anywhere, maybe it's because he was drafted, but he was drafted the year he didn't play the best, you know, point or 3.1. Maybe it kind of kicked him in the pants. You it know, could like, have. You know, I really got to shape up or I'm never going to make it. He's got the same contract. So 2021 is his contract, same as Wool. Um, something that I would be curious about is, you know, 
inconsistencies? Mm -hmm. Is he trustworthy? Mm -hmm. Like, can you, from such a jump, like, did he just get it or did he get it? You can't just get lucky. You can't just get a 1.93. It's not good to have those those ebbs and flows, especially with gold. You don't want to see that big of a change year over year. (laughs) Yeah, and he has played on the Canadian U18 and U20 teams, so he's got some success um, in championships and things of that nature. So, I guess with him, I'm excited to see what he can do this year because with such different stats, like not very good to <laughs> super good, I'm wondering what this next season's going to bring. Right. If he plays, you know, backup for the Marlies, how right. he does with that, if he goes back. I'm not 100% certain if he can go back to the Prince Albert Raiders. I don't know his contract with them. Um, I'm pretty sure he he's with the Marlies. Yeah, I think yeah. he's with Marlies at least this mm-hmm. year. Um and, you know, not sure if he, he'll probably be at camp, the prospect camp. Not sure, but I'm excited to see these two goaltenders. Yeah. So Ian Scott and Joseph Wool are the two prospects goaltenders that I would be curious to see. Um, and bring it kind of around to that prospects tournament. Uh, Rachel, why don't you explain a little bit to our friends what exactly the prospects tournament our is? Friends. Just so they <laughs> just so they can kind of get a grasp on so it. So the prospect tournament is held every year in Traverse City and Detroit has been hosting it, Sunrise Arena has been hosting it for twenty one years now, mm-hmm. or twenty one seasons. So previously, I mean obviously the Maple Leafs weren't a part of it. Carolina had been the big um that that's the big switch that happened this season. Um, but it's basically... It's they, a, and they just went to go play with more of their division. Yeah, they they'll went be to more go, in the Nashville And it makes arena. a little more sense for their yeah. scheduling, for their location mm-hmm. to be It makes a whole other. lot more sense. Yeah, but so it's nothing, no bad blood or anything. Yeah, with with the, the tournament, it's eight teams bringing their top prospects from around the leagues and around the world, um, invitees, drafted players, etc. Kids that they saw in high school that they think mm-hmm. want, they want to give them a chance. Like Dom Shine was one from Grand Rapids, pulled him out of college and he got signed that right afterwards. Yeah, but it's huge to it's, be it's huge opportunity to get invited and this is where they put on a show basically they play in scrimmage style um they play every against, single day yeah against other teams and other they, prospects you and, see their practices mm-hmm. um and it, all that too. yeah so then you've got scouts hundreds of scouts hundreds of coaches and staff just watching these players and they can formulate their teams and their next you know minor league teams from this tournament. So it's huge for all these players, especially if they're not drafted players, mm-hmm. this is their shot. Yeah. Um, so they really have to pull out all the stops. I'm so. telling you, scouts from everywhere. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're on Dallas Stars team or anything. Nope. They Someone from St. Louis can, can yep. find you. They can offer you something. And yep. then Because you guys you go. got, like, I think uh, <laughs> the year before last, we saw Marty Brodeur there because he was scouting for St. Louis at the time. I think that was a couple um, years ago. Yeah. Was it was two years ago, I think, two or three years. But, I mean, you've got all of Detroit, of course. All of their, their brass is there. Um, and then, you know, they've got you know, the GMs are there. All the trainers trying to figure out what they're doing differently than what they are so, currently with their teams. So, yeah, first year, how big of a part do you think this tournament is going to play on the season of the Maple Leafs? I think it's going to play a bigger noticeable? part than they think. Okay. Um, just because with a platform like this and the com- the competition like it is, I don't think they're expecting to have as much success as I think they're going to have because these players, they thrive off of the competition. If they can get a taste of what it's going to be like to play up against guys they might see in a few seasons from now, um, I think that's going to be a huge inspiration. And they're all competing against each other. It's all and friendly. And again, you but could make the argument that the reason they joined, you don't just as a hockey club join something that like that if you're not sure how it's right. going to turn out. Yep. I think they know that there have been countless players who have come through mm-hmm. that system and have made success yeah. out of it. And, like, 
Uh, so the New York Rangers are going to be there. So Capo Caco, he yeah. we get to see him play. Um, unfortunately, New Jersey won't be there, so we can't see Jackie. But <laughs> that's okay. No. Nope. Um, but then, of course, you've got other teams, and I just think it's huge also to see those players, um, competing players that yeah. are already signed or already drafted mm-hmm. to a team, and you can see them play because they're they fighting. React. Yeah, they're fighting for their spot. They're all comrades at the end of the day, but. You know, they're all fighting for the same place and the attention of the people who are in the suits watching them. So it's it's an incredible opportunity for a lot of them. And I think a lot of people think drafted players have it easy because, oh, you're drafted, you made it. But no. it doesn't <laughs> stop there. You have to work harder Very because hard, now yeah. you're up against years past of draftees and these college kids that are going to kick your butt if yeah, you, if you are, get lazy. Yeah, the invites. And I just think it's a super cool thing to be... Mm-hmm at and to see so keep an eye on our website we're going to be um putting up the rosters of course mm-hmm. for the teams that release yep. them because they release them in waves as the days come so yep. the tournament is through the 6th through the 10th of september mm-hmm. so um i do believe that the red wings will keep videos going of they're at live least, streaming yep. yeah of at least when the red wings play whatever teams they yep. play um, and they will all eventually play each other, and then they play for the tournament right. crown, basically. The Matthew Woos Memorial Cup. Yes. <laughs> it's not a crown, it's a cup. <laughs> but we'll be, we'll be podcasting and, and trying to keep everyone updated, so keep on, keep on the website. We're going to be making a few changes to it, too. Yeah, so um, make sure you're looking. So it's accesshockeymi.com. Mm-hmm. You can also find us on YouTube. Make sure you share this podcast with all your friends, um, and let us know what you think uh, and what you want to hear going forward. Thanks so much, everybody couple of years where we've seen guys that have been prospects for Detroit or for Chicago yeah. end up on Minnesota or, or, De- or Dallas. And you're like, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> they were there last year. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then also, you know, they can invite people from college too. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty cool also. Um, but yeah, so anyway, what you're saying is how important it's going to be in the tournament. 